At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what does every grocery store aisle now have in common products that come in paper packaging and we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It is that time, folks. Welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Five. You can get in touch with me on the tweets at VSN Live or the Vegas Stats and Information Network on Twitter. Coming up on tonight's show, we've got some MLB postseason action, of course, with the Cardinals and the Dodgers. I'll share some of my thoughts on that game, and we'll get Derek Hardy's thoughts on it as well, as all those unique statistical betting angles when it comes not only to football, which we talked about with him last week, but of course baseball. And you can get a lot of that info in the daily newsletter with Beeson, bsin.com slash subscribe. But we'll get it vocally from him in about a half hour. See what kind of props and overall game bets he's placing for the game tonight. But before Derek, we'll also talk some NFC East. Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. We'll talk about his Eagles, where his confidence level is at with Jalen Hurts and company. And just take kind of a deep dive into the matchups throughout the NFC East in NFL Week 5 for this upcoming Sunday. Then at the end of the show, since it is the middle of the week, we like to take a dive into some of those futures in the NFL. Specifically, we've been updating MVP. We'll do that again and take a look at a different award being NFL Coach of the Year. A couple of plays I actually did pull the trigger on, so excited to kind of dish those out toward the end of the show. But it also is the middle of the week, so you know how we kick things off here on Rush Hour. It's time for some midweek movements. We take a look at some of the biggest movements, whether it's with the spread or the total for the upcoming slate of games in the National Football League. So let's go ahead and get it kicked off with Thursday Night Football with some of the biggest midweek movements. How about the Rams and the Seahawks? This should be a fun Thursday Night Football game. And really, all the primetime games have been a blast thus far, but this is actually you know, a good one on paper. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But in terms of how this game has moved, it opened at about a pick -em. Total open 53.5, currently at Bet Rivers. The movement all went to the Rams from the opener, and it's still in favor of Los Angeles. Minus 2.5 is what we're seeing for this Matthew Stafford-led team. They're also minus 137 on the money line. Seattle catching plus 120. The total ticked up a little bit, just about a point, though. Nothing too dramatic, 53.5 up to 54.5. And naturally, that would be the immediate assumption for this game, right? You see the high-powered offenses both of these teams have. I mean, the Rams didn't really display that last week but they have a favorable matchup 
against this lackluster Seattle defense. So points could be coming in aplenty. That's why you've seen the movement go toward the over. And I guess people aren't sold on Seattle. Don't take into account the recency bias, right? You always want to discredit that. The Rams losing, the Seahawks winning last week. So I don't disagree with the movement here, but I think this is going to be a game filled with plenty of prop opportunities as we typically steer toward when it comes to primetime games regardless. But I don't disagree with the movement toward Los Angeles. I don't know if I'm ready to bet it yet. However, like we talked about yesterday, being teaser Tuesday, Seahawks fit the bill perfectly for that, teasing up a short home dog from plus two and a half. Instead, you can get the Seahawks to plus eight and a half. But that's how things are shaping out right now in terms of the line movements for Thursday night football. Let's carry it on to Sunday, though, and talk about another game that we did note out as a good teaser opportunity, but because of this movement now, maybe not so much. And that's going to be the NFC North battle with Minnesota and Detroit. This game opened at about eight. We even saw it come down to what, seven and a half yesterday? Maybe you didn't get that low if I'm just, you know, remembering this incorrectly. But at first it was trending toward Detroit. And we were talking with Dan Leach about it. And you no, know, he wasn't expecting. Detroit to win this game or isn't expecting Detroit to win this game, but it's a division opponent. So you typically assume that it's going to be kept close, especially if the number is over key number of seven, then you would take the points with the Lions. But no, it's been going reverse now. And Minnesota is up to a nine point favorite and they opened eight. total hasn't shifted one way or the other, still stagnant at 49. But perhaps it's because of the news. And I don't even know if this is necessarily breaking news or anything. But I, yesterday, I wasn't sure what the status of Dalvin Cook was going to be. But it appears as if he is going to play in this game. So that was kind of the question mark in terms of why I didn't do the teaser with this Viking squad and tag it with the Cowboys, which was a team. And we'll get to their movement in a sec. But that I liked for a teaser spot. But because you saw what David Montgomery was able to do for the Bears against the Lions this past week. And he didn't even play the full game, right? And then you saw come in, and he had about 55 rushing yards and just eight carries. Imagine what Dalvin Cook is going to be able to do. So I get why that would put your full trust in betting Minnesota here. But again, can we fully trust Minnesota over a touchdown against a division opponent that, you know, barring what happened this past week against the Bears, have been competitive in a lot of situations? So I'm going to wait. I'm going to hope this line comes back down and doesn't get too out of hand because then I probably will throw in the teaser play. But right now, the love is going to Minnesota, moving up to a nine-point favorite against Detroit. All right, let's talk Patriots now as they are going on the road to take on the Houston Texans. To me, this game is just, I don't know, in no man's land, right? Like, I don't really have too much faith in one team. I mean, I believe that the Patriots should be the favorite in this game as they are. But in terms of betting, I don't see anything that I like necessarily or would even gravitate toward. But apparently some of the betters do. I mean, New England opened up seven in the hook as the favorite. And now it's up to eight and a half. So the point in favor of New England is what we've been seeing. The Patriots also laying $4 on the money line at Bet Rivers. Houston catching plus 330 in this spot. Now, again, we saw it go up a point in favor of New England in terms of the spread. But the total you've seen dip toward the under 41 and a half is kind of where we saw it open in some spots. And now it's as low as 39 and a half. So I guess no points are to be expected in this game. I mean, at 39 and a half, how are you still taking it under? And it's not me saying that it can't stay under. It just seems ridiculous and so short where so many crazy things can happen against a volatile ugly team like Houston that, you know, it, it has the makings to just be so sloppy it could get over. Like, it's not like the Patriots' offense are world beaters right now, but you saw them move the ball against this Tampa Bay defense last Sunday night, and look, they weren't putting up a lot of points again, bad weather conditions and just unable to execute in some spots. But the movement has gone toward the under, and the spread movement has gone toward New England, now up to 8.5 as they take on the Houston Texans. All right, this had some late movement in this next matchup, and this should just be an outright great game. Uh, the Browns and the Chargers in Los Angeles. This one opened at a pick'em. Browns have been looking pretty good thus far. They had that loss to open the season against the Chiefs, but they were leading that game and just had some bad clock management in the second half and some other mistakes there in special teams. And the Chargers are coming off a solid victory on Monday Night Football against the Raiders, and we've seen the love now come for Los Angeles. Again, open pick'em. Now it's in favor of L.A., minus two and a half. It was minus one and a half up until today. But now the Chargers are getting continuous love up to minus two and a half. Money line Los Angeles is minus a buck 30. Cleveland is plus 115. We have also seen some significant movement in the total. 
50 and a half is this opener, now down to 47. And I get why it opened at that spot. We know the Chargers have a great offense, and the Browns have the making to have a solid offense, but that just has not been the case with Cleveland. They love to run the ball, and especially against this Chargers run defense that, despite what they did against the Raiders, which was very good defending the run, before that they were getting demolished with their ground game. Their secondary is great. Their secondary has been very stout, but the Browns love to run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Expect them to do the same, which in turn would aid better to thinking that this would be a shorter scoring game. And at the same time, as good as this Chargers offense is, Cleveland's defense has been really solid. They took the necessary strides to improve that secondary, and it's been doing very well thus far. And they're still dominating up front with that defensive front. So look for this total to maybe keep creeping to the under. And if you want to get involved, maybe do it sooner rather than later. But completely agree with the total going to the under. I don't know if I can necessarily say the same for betting the Chargers here. I, again, offensively, they have been better, but this is going to be a really close game. Does fit the bill for a teaser spot for Cleveland from 2.5 up to 8.5, though. So that's going to be a great one at about 3.05 p.m. Central Time out in La La Land. Uh, let's take it to the NFC East, then. Let's talk about that game that we briefly mentioned with Dallas and New York. The Cowboys now down to a 7-point favorite. It opened 7.5. Went down to seven, so nothing too crazy. I still think it's a great teaser spot to tease down Dallas to just minus one from where they're at now, minus seven. But the total you've actually seen move a decent amount. 49 and a half up to 52. Now, a lot of people have been giving props to this Dallas defense that does look like they have taken improvements or shown improvements from, you know, seasons past up to this year because I'm very, you know, critical of their defense. And maybe you could just throw that to who they've played against, you know, except against the Buccaneers where they got exposed. But up to 52, I just don't know if I trust the Giants to put up that many points. If it keeps getting higher, to me, maybe you look under. But that's where the movement has gone in terms of a little bit of love going to the G-men and then love going to the over from 49.5 up to 52. And then finally, the last game where we've seen some decent movement is coming with the 49ers and the Cardinals. Uncertainty with the quarterback situation for San Francisco is leading betters to backing the red-hot Arizona Cardinals Minus two and a half, up to minus five. They even got as high as five and a half, but now it's settled at about five in favor of Arizona. Minus 235 on the money line. San Francisco catching two to one odds as the underdog. And also, how about this total getting some love to the under? 53 and a half is where this one opened. Now down to 50, and it's still shaded to the under. Minus 113 at Bet Rivers. Look, as explosive as this offense is for Arizona, I mean, their defense has just been as great too. And, you know, the 49ers with those uncertainties at the quarterback situation, maybe that makes people think that, hey, this is not going to be as many points as we expect it to be. And the 49ers still have a relatively solid defense. So can't say I disagree with the movement going toward the under. Not something I would look to get involved in. With the spread at five, to me, that's in no man's land, and I don't see any value as at this point. This will probably be a game that will have plenty of prop opportunities that I'll seek out when we go over all those on Fridays like we typically do. But... Really, that's all the biggest movements heading into NFL Week 5. Midweek movements right in the middle of the week. We love going through it, and we love showing you some of those big alterations so you can get an idea of where it began and where it's moved to or trending towards. So always a useful segment, in my opinion, and hopefully you enjoy it too. And we'll throw out some more bets as we progress throughout the week. I know I haven't had any yet, but I'm hoping and waiting that Detroit gets some love so I could tease down the Vikings and pair that with the Cowboys. All right, we're getting some bets next, though. Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philly City Cats, will talk all NFC East matchups. Coming next, stick around. It is Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every week. And don't forget, Danielle Elvari started up for Los Angeles city casts this past week as well. So check it out and subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, joining us now here on Rush Hour is the host of the Philadelphia City Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Ryan Rothstein at Wise Rye, where you can catch him on the tweets. And I'm sure he's very passionate about what has what he's endured, obviously, his whole life as an Eagles fan, but the season as an Eagles fan. He had his hopes up, and it's kind of been a roller coaster even in the short season. But Ryan, look, man, I mean, this week is going to be quite the matchup, but I think it's going to be a big litmus test for your squad. Before we get deep into that, you know, just an update. How are we feeling about your squad overall heading into NFL Week 5? I mean, besides the medical tent being at full capacity and now Lane Johnson, like, I don't know what the heck is going on with Lane Johnson. For anyone that doesn't know, about an hour before kickoff against the Chiefs game, not playing uh, due to personal reasons. And head coach Nick Sirianni has been asked about it every day since Sunday, and he gives us Nothing. So I'm not making light of it because, you know, who, who knows what he's dealing with. But four out of the five offensive uh, linemen starters out against the Chiefs. It looks like that's going to be the case against Carolina. So that doesn't have me feeling great, Danny. Does not have me feeling great. But besides that, if uh, we want to look at any moral victories, which I don't believe in, at least the Eagles offense against Kansas City and that atrocious defense. But nonetheless, the offense did take some steps back in the right direction uh, despite the loss. Yeah, and you mentioned that, I mean, is huge. And especially when you're going up against this Panthers team that, yes, you know, they're coming off a loss themselves this past week, but they've looked very solid all throughout despite that. And this game opened four and a half in favor of Carolina, right? Now it's actually down to four. Totals at 44 and a half. Looks like the under's getting some love from 46 at the opener. Now, like I said, down to 44 and a half. If you're interested in the money line, Carolina's minus buck 80. Philly at Bet Rivers catching plus 157. As at this point in the middle of the week, any of those, are they worth a bet in your opinion? The the four is enticing, but you know, personally, I'm I'm gonna stay away from it. Now, the teaser opportunity with the four points, if you want to tease it up six points, now you're getting the Eagles plus 10. That makes you feel a little bit better uh, about your chances of covering that bet. This just feels like, and I know this is you know, not very useful information, but for us Philadelphia Eagles fans that have been following this team, especially in recent history, this just feels like a game they go down to Carolina and win. Now, I know you can't do a lot with that, and there is a lot for them to overcome, the offensive line issues being one of them. I'm personally not banking on this Eagles team to go down to Carolina and get an outright win, but I think the four points gives you a teaser opportunity, teasing it up to double digits. 
For sure, yeah, and especially if it goes back to four and a half, you could even get over the 10 with the 10 and a hook, and that could definitely be a good route in a game that probably is going to end up being closer than we would imagine. So, yeah, right now it's at four, but getting up to 10, not too shabby for this Philly team that has been competitive to this point. Uh, Ryan, before we move on to some of the other NFC East games, just from a personal standpoint, I'm sure some other people out there in terms of fantasy are interested. What's going on with Miles Sanders? Why is Gainwell getting all the reps when they get down to the red zone? What, what's going on with this offense, and why do they not trust Miles Sanders as of this point? I have no clue. And honestly, I, I don't think head coach Nick Sirianni or offensive coordinator Shane Steichen, I don't think they have a clue. I mean, these guys give the same like politically correct coach speak is probably the better uh, phrase to use answers uh, week to week. Now, Miles Sanders, he, he needs to get the ball more. I will say this. Gainwell against the Chiefs looked really good, uh, and he looked good against Atlanta, and then he put in another good performance this past week against Kansas City, catching the ball as a receiver out of the backfield for 58 receiving yards, a receiving touchdown. Uh, so that dual threat is what this offense needs, uh, along with a running threat. And I think Gainwell, the fifth-round draft pick, that's a complete steal. I don't know how he lasted that long, but you can always get a running back steal late in these drafts nowadays. Um, but the end of the end of the day, you have to give Miles Sanders the ball more. I don't have an answer for anyone that has Miles Sanders on your fantasy football team. I would say this: don't start him because you have no idea what to expect. And the only thing we can go off of is he's not getting the ball enough, man. And it's just inexcusable. I thought it was going to change against Kansas City, didn't happen. Uh, and you can give him the excuse of, well, they were trailing; they had to throw it more. It's still not a recipe for success, and I wouldn't bank on that changing anytime soon until I see it. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, sitting Miles Sanders this week, which naturally means he's going to go off and have a great performance against the Panthers. But that's just the way it goes. But you're right. No, Gainwell has been a great acquisition as of this point. So I guess why, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep using Kenneth Gainwell, who's been finding himself for six a couple times this season. But Eagles-Panthers, Ryan, that'll be a fun game. Might be a tough one to handicap, but could be fun. What about the Giants and the Cowboys and as we expand farther throughout the NFC East? Now, Dallas is a touchdown favorite right at seven. His total is up to 52. It seems like people are thinking that this has the makings for an over in this game. I don't necessarily see it just because I still am not convinced on this Giants offense. And look, Dallas's defense has looked more credible and better this season. How do you gauge this matchup in Jerry World? I like the Giants with the points, and yes, I know what you're all thinking. This is an angry, bitter Eagles fan slash personality uh, that is rooting for the Cowboys to, you know, deal with some misery and some heartbreak. Yeah, that's true, uh, but I try not to let that impact my uh, my assessment. Listen, th this is the one thing I do know: the NFC East slash NFC least uh, is always good for some surprises, and when it's all said and done, every damn year it's a complete toss-up with a new winner atop the division and if we're banking off that history to continue this season this is a game that the giants are going to go in there and at least compete right like so if you're giving me seven in an nfc east matchup a big game for dallas because they can really separate themselves here if they're able to get the win against the giants uh, I think the Giants are starting to take some, take some small steps in the right direction. Listen, I still think they're that dumpster fire that I described them as a couple of weeks ago, but the fire's getting a little bit, you know, put out. Saquon's starting to wake up a little bit. The offense is starting to move the ball a little bit better offensively through the air. Uh, so if you're giving me seven in an NFC East matchup where throw the record books out the window, Danny, uh, I'll take the seven with the Giants. Look, makes sense. When it gets to a touchdown or above in a division matchup, hard not to look toward taking the points. That's why I'm scratching my head to where, you know, the Vikings are getting bet up against this Detroit team. I mean, Detroit is awful. We know that. But I'm kind of with you. I still think it's somewhat of a dumpster fire for the Giants, who did look decent against the Saints, but the Saints are just a misery in themselves. But speaking of the Saints, nice little segue here, Ryan. Let's talk about the Saints and the Washington nice. football team sticking with the football team in the NFC East. They're catching one and a half at home. And we talk about teaser spots. Great one for Washington here. This total, we're seeing 44 and a half. We got a couple minutes left, Ryan. But, you know, based on what we saw from Washington last week, do we take that into account? Or do we kind of try to eliminate recency bias with both of these teams, frankly, based on what we saw this past weekend? 
Danny, even if we take out recency bias, like you just said, uh, when describing that the Saints team in a brilliant, just professional segue that you had there, um, we, we don't know what we have in the Saints. Like my assessment going into this season, uh, they're not going to be very good. New Orleans, that is. Um, so I'm, I'm still going to go off of that. I'm not going to look too much week prior. Like you said, recency bias, especially four games into the season. Like let's remember the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. They won their first 11 football games. Now that's not apples to apples. Every situation's different, but a lot can change just because the team looks good three or four games in or on the flip side looks bad. I, I can't hold that as gospel and true. I like Washington. If you're giving me a point and a half, if you can tease it, uh, make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable. I still like Washington's defense a lot. They're at home. Uh, and I don't hate the kid Heineke. I still think he can make some plays as long as he takes care of the ball. They can certainly get this win against the Saints team that is just a complete toss-up. Just a complete toss-up. All right, Ryan, really quick, what do you got dialed up the rest of the week for the Philly City cast, my man? And we're just going to continue to dive in, look at this matchup, Eagles-Panthers. Uh, hopefully we can provide some more information, best bets. Michael Lombardi will be joining the show as a guest on Friday to help us break it all down for both the Eagles matchup uh, and, of course, maybe some other NFL games that he likes that he's betting on. Uh, so just keep it locked in. Subscribe if you're not already. We're giving you all the insight uh, from the betting angle locally for all Philadelphia sports. Sir, check it out. Ryan Rossine at Wise Ride tweets it all out and wherever you get your podcast, five episodes a week. Ryan, appreciate the time as always, my man. Take care. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. All right. Coming up next here on Rush Hour, how about Derek Carty and how about some MLB betting postseason action coming your way next? This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all of the action. VSN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey hockey experts, which includes primarily Andy McNeil. who's fantastic work handicapping all season long. He also gives you predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. Skyde is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Again, just $9.99, vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour here on vsin, the sports betting network. We are just talking about that NHL betting guide. I was going through it a little bit before the show. Just great work from Andy McNeil. So check it out. Get you ready for the season. Very profitable, at least in my opinion, sport to bet in hockey, which we'll do plenty of here on the program, and that's why it's so valuable to get ready for it by subscribing to Beeson, and also was profitable last night. You're following along with the daily newsletter and the betting tips from our next guest, Derek Carty, at Derek Carty on Twitter. Did great handicapping last night's postseason game, had the Red Sox outright. Also, Bogarts hit a home run at 8-1. to Adam Burke had the Sox in the first five, plus 105. Jason Weingarten had a run in the first inning, plus 115. So these guys are giving you the winning plays with some good value, and we're hoping for more tonight. And that's why we bring him on, Derek Carty, joining us now. Again, he covers not only Major League Baseball, but NFL when it comes to fantasy and betting analysis. And, you know, Derek, thanks as always for making some time. Before we get in to some of the, you know, extracurricular props and some of the who's going to hit a home run, strikeouts, all that good stuff, Overall game analysis here. It's been all Dodgers, it seems. Everybody's betting Los Angeles. Trusting Scherzer against Wainwright, the old vet. And minus 230 is the number we're seeing. Seven and a half is the total shaded to the under. I get that there's value with the Cardinals here who were are arguably, I mean, they are the hottest team coming into it. But to me, it just seems like such a tough spot to go against the Dodgers. But at the same time, you also really don't love laying that big of a price how do you think the best way to bet the overall game is for this matchup? 
Honestly, it's not the fun answer, but I think the best way to bet this game is not to bet it because the line has just shifted too much where there's not enough value on either side here. You know, LA opened at negative 200, and I would have been fine betting um, at that number because LA is just so, so far and away the best team in baseball. Um, a lot of times I'm not really like a bet on favorites kind of guy, but that has been the case down the stretch with the Dodgers because they've been a little underrated. Uh, but that's not really the case at this point. The line has moved too much. Uh, I have the break-even point at negative 215, and I don't see any books um, where you can get that number anymore. Yeah, Bet Rivers, again, they're minus 230, and I think that's one of the lowest, at least in the state of Illinois right now. And you're right. I mean, it's just so chalky. And even to me, I mean, you could argue to do the run line, but, you know, in an elimination game in the postseason when you got your best guys going and everyone's playing a little bit more tight, I'm not as inclined to lay the run and a half, especially with the fact that you're still laying a price. So I'm with you. I, I do think it's Dodgers or nothing, and at this point, the best route may be nothing. But that doesn't mean you're not betting anything for this game, Derek. I know you got some prop interests as well. Let's talk about Mad Max. Let's talk about Scherzer and his strikeout props. Seven and a half is what we're seeing. Now, last night, you know, I personally took the under seven and a half with Garrett Cole, and a lot of the thinking was that I agreed with you. I thought the Red Sox were a value in terms of betting them and that they could get out to him early and that because it's a postseason game, they might get pulled earlier. But it might be different with the Dodgers here because they're just far and away the better team. Do you think Scherzer over seven and a half Ks would actually be the right route to take? I do. Yeah, I was with you last night. I thought under on Cole's strikeouts was the easy bet. And tonight, you know, the best prop bet on the board, I think, is Scherzer's you know, strikeout over, you know, seven and a half, you know, decent enough odds. My projection system, the bat has them at eight, eight and a third. So there, there's good value on this. And uh, it really just comes down to Scherzer being really, really good, having a really long leash, having the home field advantage. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I think the over is the way to go here. Way to go here. Yeah, seven and a half is that number. And if you're going to trust someone, it's probably good to trust Scherzer in this type of situation at home against the Cardinals, who really haven't hit that well on the road. I know they're the hot team, but if you're looking overall in the season, this is a tough spot for them. Now, speaking of pitchers, let's look at the opposing side here, Derek, with Adam Wainwright. You're looking at a unique problem, which one that I personally actually haven't delved into too much, but this is intriguing. Uh, 15 and a half outs is his prop bet, so the number of outs will record and the over 15 and a half is minus a buck 60. Is that the direction you're leaning for this prop? Yeah, it is. I don't think there's quite as much value on this one as there is on the Scherzer one, but you know, on a night where we have one baseball game, I think uh, there's enough, you know, definitely to place a bet on this. Wainwright kind of came out of nowhere this year, had a, had a resurgence for a guy who's generally older, kind of boring, but you know, guys like that tend to be durable. Wainwright has been like that his whole career. He has a long leash. Uh, it's possible he gets lit up by the Dodgers here because they're really good and he doesn't last this long. But uh, my projection's a little over 16. You know, the implied projection here when you factor in the, the odds is, uh, you know, 14 and a half, 14 and three quarters. So I think there's enough value here where you can definitely think about betting, uh, uh, betting the over on Wayne right here. We're on Wayne right here. Are you pretty surprised by the performance we've seen on a consistent basis out of Wainwright. I mean, what he's doing is outstanding, and I feel like it's not giving getting as much credit because, you know, the Cardinals weren't doing so well for such a long period of time, but he has been their ace, and that's why he's out there right now, and at the age and the performance he's doing it, I, you just got to tip your cap to the guy, but are, uh, does this really just surprise you this whole season, how good he's done? Yeah, it really, it's been a huge surprise because Adam Wainwright's not a guy that we think of as, as a great pitcher anymore, or even necessarily a good pitcher. You look at his, you know, general peripherals and they don't really like knock you over the head, like a strikeout rate per nine in the mid sevens, but he has good control. He keeps the home runs down. Uh, his XFIP was 3.87 this year. So even though the ERA was too low, you know, he got a little bit lucky. Uh, a lot of it did kind of look legitimate. Like Wainwright is is a pretty good pitcher. Weird as it is to say at this point in his career. His career. It really is. It's been kind of an anomaly, but the thing is he's been doing it outing after outing. We'll see if he can put it together tonight against Los Angeles. Uh, let's move to the hitters, though, Derek, before we get you out of here. Let's talk A.J. Pollock and his singles tonight is a prop you can bet on. Which way are you leaning for that prop bet? Yeah, I would take the under on that. Uh, it looks like there's enough value where you can bet this on a full slate. Maybe you wouldn't look at one like this. Uh, he is hitting six tonight, um, which is, you know, it'd be better if he was hitting like eighth. 
But I still think there's enough value here where the under on Pollock singles uh, has a little bit of value. A bit of value. And then let's talk Trey Turner and his total bases. One and a half is the number set. How do you handicap this one? Another one that I would take the under on, I have him projected at a, at 2.1 total bases tonight. The implied projection here is about, about two and a half. You know, you're getting plus odds on it. Nothing against Trey Turner. I think he's fantastic. Um, I just think the line is, uh, is kind of set a little bit, you know, a little bit inefficiently and, and there's a little bit of value on the under. The under. So there you go, Derek, giving us a great preview for tonight's affair with the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Derek, I also want to ask you, with the upcoming series, certainly here in the Chicagoland area, we are very pumped for the White Sox. It's a tough draw against Houston. And at Bet Rivers, if you do want to bet Houston, best number out there, minus 125 for the series. The White Sox catching even money. It's real tough because Houston has definitely had the White Sox number this whole year. And, you know, the pitching staff for Houston with McCullers out there has done very successfully, and the money's getting bet his way for game one. Do you think this is a good series matchup for the Astros in that even though you're laying a price, minus 125 would be the right route to take? Or, look, do the White Sox have enough talent to where it's worth the play at even money? Yeah, it seems pretty efficiently handicapped to me. It's it's another one where I don't think I would necessarily lean towards the side. If I was going to, I, I would have the inclination to lean towards the Astros. But it's one of those where, where it might be a negative EV bet on both sides of it. Sides of it. And then anything else that you maybe like with the Red Sox and Rays, Braves and Brewers? I keep seeing people going back and forth on that Braves and Brewers series, and I'm sure people are going to want to take the plus money now after what Boston did last night. But anything you like value-wise in those two series? Yeah, I think there's some value on the Red Sox. You know, the, the Rays are the younger team, the exciting team. You know, they, they announced their shade. You know, they're rolling out their young guys in games one and two. Um but I don't necessarily see the Red Sox as, as as big of an underdog here as the odds seem to imply. So I like the Red Sox. I think they easily have the better pitching. I think the offense is comparable, and, and you're getting them at good odds. So I would definitely be on the Red Sox uh, in game one and probably for the whole series. Okay, so some value to be had with Boston, plus 160. They get to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Should be a great series and should be a great game tonight. And Derek, we appreciate you giving us some plays for this evening. Hopefully we get a nice couple of winners like you did last night. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Derek Cardi, ladies and gentlemen, again, at Derek Cardi on Twitter. You can get his info constantly every single day. Beeson.com slash subscribe in the daily newsletter always does a write-up gives you all those interesting tidbits trends analytics and everything to help you be more profitable as a better not only in baseball but the nfl as well speaking of the nfl it is the middle of the week which means it is time to go over some of these futures in the national football league we'll do that next At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups, and they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. This NFL season, they also have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your wagers. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, we are wrapping up a midweek edition of Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. It's the end of the show and the middle of the week, which means it is time to delve into some updated futures odds, courtesy of Bet Rivers. And like we typically do, we talk MVP, but we're going to hold off on most valuable player in the NFL for just a moment because I did finally make a couple bets in terms of my futures, and it revolves around NFL Coach of the Year. So let me dish out to you the odds currently at Bet Rivers for NFL Coach of the Year. At the top, Brandon Staley, 6-1 to one to become NFL Coach of the Year. I believe he closed as the favorite two preseason. Uh, then you get Cliff Kingsbury, 8-1 to one to win Coach of the Year. Only undefeated team left in the National Football League. Sean McVay is 10-1. to one. John Gruden is 12-1. to one. Kevin Stefanski, the reigning Coach of the Year, is at 14-1. to one. Then Vic Fangio is at 16-1. to one. Now, before we get into my two picks, uh, let me just eliminate the guys I'm not doing and tell you why. Starting with Vic Fangio, look, this Broncos team had a cupcake schedule to begin with. I'm not saying just because they lost to the Ravens last week that that doesn't mean they can't have a remaining successful season. I just don't see it, and I don't think the Broncos have that depth or talent to get him into that spot. Stefanski, as good as the Browns are, repeat coach of the year, no thank you. I don't think that's going to occur, and I think it's a tough division still with the Ravens right there, and this offense isn't that prolific at this point, so no thank you on Stefanski at 14-1. John Gruden at 12-1. Now, Gruden would be more intriguing if you didn't have a guy in your division in Brandon Staley who's competing for that award and is the favorite right now, and if you would have won that game against them, then we'd be having a completely different conversation but the fact is you didn't, and the fact is Staley deserves to be the favorite over you. So no thank you to, uh, to John Gruden. And Sean McVay at 10-1, look, we know what we get out of Sean McVay. You bring in a better quarterback in Matt Stafford, and I don't think that's the reason, or I don't think Sean McVay per se is the main reason for the difference. I think a lot of it is attributed to Matt Stafford. And I know Sean McVay is great at scheming. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL, not to discredit him. I just think when it comes to coach of the year, you know, you get new names in the mix. Guys who really are changing things around and maybe didn't have as high of expectations for their team and are exceeding those. So McVay with the Rams, we expected them to be a top team. So that's why I don't think he qualifies. So then the easy answer here is the top two guys, Brandon Staley, Cliff Kingsbury. Now, with Cliff, you get a Cardinals team that is undefeated right now and a team that's in an incredibly tough division. And you've already taken down uh, the Rams at this point. You did it in impressive fashion. So you got to tip your cap to what the Cardinals have been doing. And again, you know, I was higher on the Cardinals, I would say, than most people. But I did not expect this dominant of a performance out of them. I know it's only 4-0 to start the season, but... Look, you know, Kyler Murray has his skill set to do this on a consistent basis. He is a front runner for MVP, as he should. We'll get to that in a moment. They have so much depth offensively that it's not surprising when you think about it how good they've been. 
And the defense, you know, you added J.J. Watt, whether or not he's making a tremendous impact, just his presence there is enough to warrant that team taking improvements. So Cliff Kingsbury, I think, is worth the play. And then also, so is Brandon Staley. There's no problem betting both of those guys if you can get good enough value. Staley was the favorite in this award for a reason. He inherited a really solid team, so he was pretty much set up for success, right? It was just the ineptitude of, you know, Anthony Lynn and him just having terrible clock management and just not knowing how to be a good head coach, which is why there wasn't consistent success with the Chargers. Brandon Staley is here to change that. Brandon Staley is being innovated. He's being ballsy, and you saw that on Monday Night Football, going for it on multiple fourth and shorts, doing a fake punt. I don't care that the fake punt didn't work. I love that he went for it. I love that he's being unique and being different, and I think that's what you need out of head coaches nowadays as opposed to, you know, your conservative coach, you know, an old school like Vic Fangio probably, you know, always just punting it for the or whatever it may be, and not to throw him under the bus. But you get my point. You need to be different. You need to be innovative. And that's what Brandon Staley is bringing to the table. And their team, the Chargers, are currently at the top of the AFC West as of this point as well. I know you're tied with both the Broncos and the Raiders. But they have so much more talent than both of those teams, in my opinion, that, they have, that they're set up more so for success. So if you look around, the best odds you could get, you could get Staley at 8-1 to and Kingsbury at 12-1. to And I actually pulled the trigger on both those guys. I think it's worth the bet on both of them. I think they are both the clear front runners. And if you think the Cardinals can keep up their success, then yeah, I mean, Kingsbury's odds are going to go down, and that won't shock me. And Staley on the other side, just getting the best number while you can if they continue to win. I think they're the clear two front runners. And if you're betting at 8-1 to and 12-1, to just a unit each, of course you're going to make a profit on it. So give me Staley 8-1 to and give me Cliff Kingsbury at 12-1 to for NFL Coach of the Year. All right, so that's what it's looking like in those futures odds. Those are the official plays that I've done for NFL Futures midseason as of this point. Let's see if there's anything worth it in terms of most valuable player. Now, as we alluded to, Kyler Murray is now the front runner. Plus 450 currently is where we see Murray at. Last week, he was at 5-1. to one. This week, they get a matchup against the 49ers. So they get another division matchup, a favorable one because of the uncertainty with the quarterback situation with San Francisco. But Murray dropped from 5-1, to one, getting a big win against the Rams. Now he's plus 450. Josh Allen moving up from 8-1. to one. Now Josh Allen is 6-1. to one. However, tough test on the road this week against Kansas City. The quarterback he'll be facing comes next in line. That's Patty Mahomes at 7-1. Last week, he was 9-1. They get the dub against the Eagles, and I guess that warrants him coming back down to 7-1. But I'm not really a fan of Patrick Mahomes in terms of MVP voting this year. Yes, I'm a fan of him. He's the best quarterback in the league. But I think voters are looking for other options than just your typical Patrick Mahomes. Because, again, the stuff he does is incredible, but we're almost used to it. We're almost accustomed to it and expected out of him. So it's not as crazy. The other quarterbacks, we still get giddy over it right and we still do with Mahomes but we're almost adjusted to it but Mahomes is now 7-1 you get Tom Brady still at 8-1 beat the Patriots so he hasn't moved at all favorable matchup against the Dolphins at home this week Justin Herbert cutting his odds in half after winning on primetime Monday Night Football 16-1 for Herbert now down to 8-1 big game against the Browns this week if they can take care of business oof, Herbert will be top of the head conversation no doubt Dak Prescott also saw a big movement. He went from 13-1. They beat the Panthers. Now Prescott is 9-1. Favorable matchup at home against the Giants. Matt Stafford was 6-1. Ugly loss against the Cardinals. He goes up to 9-1. Primetime game on Thursday against the Seahawks where he can improve those odds again. Aaron Rodgers remains steady at 10-1. He gets the Bengals this week. That's going to be a very close game. Spreads at 3. Tough one to gauge. Russell Wilson, who I keep saying to keep an eye out for because of the value, he beats the 49ers okay. He only goes from 22-1, to 1, now down to 20-1. to 1. Big test on Thursday night football against the Rams. Uh, Lamar Jackson steady at 20-1. to 1. Derek Carr, he was at 20-1. to 1. He drops to 40-1 to 1 after they fall to the Los Angeles Chargers. Now looking in the respective categories, the leaders, passing yards, still Derek Carr, 1,399. Passing touchdowns, Mahomes is at the top now with 14 Completion percentage, no longer Dak Prescott, belongs to Kyler Murray, 76.1%. Interceptions, Russell Wilson still leads the way. He has none, and wins is just Kyler Murray now with four. So Murray is the rightful favorite. But who should you consider here? Whose odds will move down after this week due to favorable matchups? Perhaps Tom Brady versus the Dolphins, and perhaps Dak Prescott versus the Giants. 
but who has a better chance based off a big win? Not necessarily a favorable matchup, but a big win. That's Russell Wilson at home versus the Rams. Remember, he's 20 to 1. And then Josh Allen on the road at Kansas City. Josh Allen's pretty short right now, second in the lead in terms of MVP odds right now when you see Allen at about 6 to 1. So who do you consider? I think I'm still going to stick by Russell Wilson just because of the value at 20 to 1 and how much of the load gets put on his shoulders. That's how great he is. And just because of that value, because of how volatile this NFC West may turn out to be, he's got a big primetime game on Thursday night versus a division opponent in Los Angeles. If they win that game, he is going to move down a big amount. So keep an eye out. Russell Wilson, 20 to 1, if you believe they can potentially beat the Rams on primetime Thursday night football. And I'm still with Tom Brady, man. I mean, he's got the age narrative. He's got the most favorable schedule. They're going to be the division winner. And it's a better value than some of the favorites. And they're the more reliable team, and he's a more reliable quarterback. Maybe keep an eye out for Aaron Rodgers, 10-1. to But still like Russell, still like Tom Brady. But the bets that I did officially make for futures, as I said, we're going with Brandon Staley and Cliff Kingsbury for Coach of the Year with their respective odds. Then I got some basketball on there as well. I tweeted out those plays at Danny Burke 5 to get more in-depth with those. We'll catch up for Thursday Night Football tomorrow here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 